What's up, gamers? Welcome to episode 33 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I am your host, the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, and with me, of course, is the most racially diverse gaming crew on the internet today. That's right, I said diverse instead of diverse, like I usually do. Uh, someone pointed that out to me recently. Um, let's start with Ben. How are you, Ben? I am pretty good, thank you. And you? The original Ben Sterling. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we've been playing Destiny quite a bit, like everybody else in the gaming, uh, the console gaming world. Um, <laughs> but what else have you been up to besides Destiny, if anything? Uh, well, I'm sorting out my stuff for London at the end of the month. I've got a few things to get ready for that. Like, um, I want to try and make sure I'm ready to play the Order. Cause that's going to be there. No, wait, what's at London? Uh, Eurogamer Expo, uh, September 25th. <laughs> Um, it's a big video game expo in London with loads of loads of new games to play. Oh. Uh, Mortal Kombat's there. Uh, the Order 1886 is there. Dead Dead Island is there. There's quite a few big games this year. You're so lucky. Uh, so I got my press pass and I'm just ready for when the event starts. All right. Um, <laughs> well, good luck. I mean, that sounds like fun. I want to go. Well, it's fun until you get there and then realize half your actual event time will just be queuing up. I'd, I'd go if I could, but that's a heck of a swim. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll get there eventually. It might be for next year's event. If I survive, no, thank you. That's <laughs> way too much. Um, hey, all... you've got those cool PAX events, so I'm jealous of those. Well, um, also with us is the shapeshifter, still recovering. Uh, been a couple of weeks since we've seen him. How are you doing, Fraser? I'm doing good, recovering, yes, thank you very much. Hi, everyone. He sent me uh, a picture of the, all the drugs that he's on that are helping him recover from his... So I'm glad you added that, but it's like all the drugs and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> what yeah. is going on? And then it's just like, no, it's just it's the just, usual medication that makes you feel dazed and pain-free, sort of, until you, it wears off and then you keel over in the corner. He, ah, it doesn't sound good. Um, well, stay medicated um, as long as you can, as long as you need to, and <laughs> recover, get there. recover not quickly. Not too medicated. We, we don't want a, a crazy, drooling Fraser on the podcast. We're just going to call you the pill popper. Actually, I, I think <laughs> I think that would be kind of entertaining, Ben, uh, if you don't mind my saying so. Um <laughs> And also, you just heard him straight from Russia and the United States at the same time. Uh, KGB Gary, how are you, Gary? I'm pretty good. Just got off work, joining you guys now. I had a fun time playing Destiny with this guy um, and his friend <laughs> last night. That was a fun time. I, I'm, I was thinking about it earlier, and I realized just every, you guys laugh at absolutely everything. <laughs> It's, it's like, crazy. oh my goodness, I, I shot I shot that crate, and everyone just bursts out laughing. It's the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, why should I be offended that you didn't have a fun time with me, with Destiny? I always have a fun time with you. It's just that him and his friend were just laughing at everything, <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, uh, the, the, the best part about yesterday is how I killed my friend. When I stopped and I got off my bike. Okay, yeah, yeah. Explain, and he ran into it and flew off the cliff. That was mm -hmm. phenomenal. <laughs> 
Gary says, follow the G-Man. And so um, we're both following him, and he just kind of stops abruptly at the edge of this cliff. His friend just totally does not get the cue, just goes sailing right over the cliff. It was <laughs> it was pretty remarkable. Um, <clears throat> guys, it's been a great week. Destiny is out. Whoop, whoop, Destiny. And we've got a lot of stuff to cover, which, surprisingly, is not all Destiny-related. But first, let's take a look at our tweets. Um, we have a couple this week, uh, both from our, fan, our friend The Fonz, at SNOVA34Z on Twitter, who is celebrating not one, but two great things uh, over the past week. Uh, one, he says, last Sunday I reached my two-year anniversary, giving my girl a promise ring. Check out my pics when you can. Congratulations on that. That's a special day for everybody. Uh, best wishes to you, Fonz, and to your lovely girl. And another one, um, he says, uh, this was three days ago, so today's Sunday, Sabbath, Friday, uh, Saturday, Friday, and Thursday. Um, so Thursday was his birthday. He says, I don't know when the next podcast will be up, but today is my birthday. I feel old, but it's good to see a new age. So happy birthday to you, Fonz. Thanks for tuning in as usual. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Welcome uh, to the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Uh, anything you guys have to say so far? I want to add to Adam Duff. Man said that he he liked my podcast. Our po- no, Punisher Elite likes our podcast. That was it. Wait, what, Punisher what? Elite. He sent me a tweet saying he likes our podcast. Oh, cool. He sent it to me. Well, thank you, Punisher Elite. Uh, feel free to tweet us at the RDGH if you guys have anything more to say. We will read your tweets on the air. Uh, if you have anything you want us to discuss, anything you want us to look at, or if you have something you want to say, just send us a tweet at the RDGH on Twitter. Um, okay, guys, let's jump right into this. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, one is kind of amusing, actually. Um, Sony Denmark decided to go trolling, um, publishing a very interesting video. Um, and of course, this is audio, not video, so you can't really see it. Uh, but let me just describe it real quick. You have um, It's very mysterious. These guys dressed in black with um, masks, I guess surgical breathing masks on. Not breathing masks, but, you know, masks. Um, medical masks, and, and they have this canvas laid out there, and they're spray painting it. So it, it's it's kind of like a safe version of graffiti, because they're not actually doing anything illegal, they're just spray painting a canvas. But the whole tone of the video is that they're just doing something nefarious, uh, even though they're just spray painting a canvas, uh, which they probably got at the local grocery store um, or department store. So... They're spray painting this canvas. Canvas. It's the dead of night. They're in some shipping yard with all these giant metal crates everywhere, and it's so nefarious. And they go out and they go to this building and they they strip, spread out the banner that they've created. And the banner's in, in in Danish. I have no clue what this banner says, but there is a PlayStation logo on it. And um, it's then revealed that they put this banner in front of the Microsoft building um, over in Denmark. Um, Xbox responded to this, I still don't know what it says, uh, but Xbox responded to this and it said, Thanks for the welcome, let us give the Danes some great gaming moments. P.S. Expect a friendly revenge on the PlayStation's office. Um, So things are getting nice and salty over in uh, Denmark between the two, but it seems in a friendly way, which is good. Um, (laughs) Microsoft, by the way, is not uh, guiltless here, uh, because last generation we, uh, we had... Uh, I'm seeing a picture of one of them right now, a giant banner uh, somewhere near PlayStation's dealings that said Xbox 360 hearts you 
So, um, yeah, uh, some friendly trolling, it seems, between the two companies. Uh, what do you guys think of the goings-on down in Denmark? It's never friendly, Glenn. It only <laughs> starts off friendly, and then it becomes serious. Well, I guess my question is serious between who? Serious between the two companies or serious between the people watching? Uh, probably the people watching. <laughs> uh, people will always take it as more than what it is, you know? And, like, I don't know, I guess that's all I, I got to say on that matter. I mean, if you look at it, fans will always be like, oh, look at them, you know, <laughs> talking, talking smack because they just barely got there you know, to Denmark, and, you know, it's it's sad. Actually, I think uh, yesterday, uh, PlayStation Russia did the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I saw an article about that, so... Actually, I, know, I, think, I think fans in general are just going to take it more than what it is, but... Absolutely. Actually, you're not too far off the mark, because uh, this article that I have this on, it's from GameOnDaily.com. It says, some thought of it as overly aggressive, and others felt it was just playful competition. Um, this console industry is hardly new to this kind of stuff. In fact, Microsoft was also dishing out similar jabs to Sony last generation when the PS3 got off to a rough start, a lot like the Xbox One has this generation. So yeah, there, there are people who view it one way and there are people who view it another, but really, so far I think the companies uh, have been pretty tame with each other, uh, going so far as to compliment each other, which actually does more for their PR than, uh, than anything. Um, but it's been compared to the old generations, um, the, the, uh, what was it? Sega does what Nintendo don't Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot more, um, like a sir going around. Um, (laughs) Fraser, Ben, what do you think? I think it's quite funny actually, to be honest. And I think it was something like, if I'm right, it was something like, um, welcome here to this one and then one in green letters or something like that I knew I saw that somewhere as well can't remember <laughs> where I saw that and so, then there was XOXOXO in the PlayStation symbols oh okay yeah yeah so uh, if what what I what I want to know is is this really worth being called trolling you stick a sign somewhere I mean that, that's kind of tame what what would you guys if you if you were Sony and you had the opportunity to go troll Microsoft. What would you do? Uh, buy Xbox division and then sell it off. And then shut it down. <laughs> what? That's expensive? That's the most expensive troll. Well, the shareholders do say that the Xbox division makes Microsoft the least amount of money and also is partially a money pit. Okay. Xbox Division doesn't actually make Microsoft money half the time. Yeah, I've actually heard something about that. I've I've heard that it wasn't um, all that profitable to Microsoft as a company, but they're still investing in it. Uh, I guess in the hopes that that turns around. Because they do make a lot of money from like you know software, um, like you know they do do Windows for PC and they have Microsoft Office for. And big enterprises and server stuff and everything. That's where all their money kind of comes from. It's how Bill Gates managed to have billions. Mm-hmm. And he walks away and his company falls apart. I, I think Sony's already trolled Microsoft at E3 enough with with the whole, uh, you know, the, the free you share your game video that they did. <clears throat> and 
they straight out trolled Microsoft for that one. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't take it as trolling. I'll just, I'll take it as getting back some revenge for what Microsoft did to Sony last generation. <laughs> They're in the same spot. Is it worth doing that though for them as a company? No, but Microsoft would be doing it right now if they're in that spot. I guarantee you that. I'll tell you what. There is one unrelated trolling event that I, I did kind of applaud. Um, it was in Germany. And in Germany, um, Fiat and Volkswagen are, are kind of rivals. And so um, there are these guys at Fiat, and they noticed the Google car going by. You know, the car that takes pictures for Street View and, and the maps and whatnot. Uh, they notice it driving by their office. Um, and so a couple of them get into a, a little red Fiat 500 and they just drive a couple hours down to uh, Volkswagen's headquarters in Germany. And they just kind of park their Fiat right there um, and they wait for the Google vehicle to drive past. And it does. And it, it takes a picture of the Volkswagen headquarters with the Fiat 500 in front of it. And that is the picture. I don't know if it's still there. I should take a look and see if it's still there. That is literally the picture. If you go zoom in to, um, to the Volkswagen headquarters on Google Maps or Google Earth, you'll, um, if it's still there, you will see a little red Fiat 500 in front of the, the Volkswagen headquarters entrance. I, I, think, I think that's one of the more creative ones. And, and it, it lasts a long time, too, because that picture stays up forever in a day. Um, <clears throat> let's see, continuing about Xbox for a little while, um, Xbox launched in Japan pretty recently, and we have a chart now of the top 20 games in Japan, uh, this is on DualShockers.com, um, unfortunately, actually I'm kind of confused as to why DualShockers wrote this, because it's, uh, DualShockers is is kind of like PlayStation Universe. It's PlayStation focused. Um, however, this is definitely about about um, Microsoft. Uh, he, it's talking about how um, none, no Xbox games at all have made it to the top twenty on the Japanese retailers' charts. Uh, for the top twenty, we have uh, several games for the 3DS, some for the PS4, the PS Vita, the Wii U. Um, and even a couple for the PSP, uh, but there are actually none for the new Xbox One. Actually, there aren't even any for the Xbox 360. Uh, so a slow start for Microsoft to begin with. I, I think we talked about this last week, or either that or on, on chain, but how do you feel about um, what Xbox is doing so far? And uh, if it's not doing well, what do you think it can do? It was their own fault. It was their own fault? They dug their grave from the 360, and Japan's never really taken to the Xbox brand. Yeah, that's true. They, they really haven't. The 360 yeah. hasn't had great sales over there. The Xbox One, like, the launch parties, I think there was only, like, one picture where they actually had people at it. The rest of them were pretty much vacant. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, these, I think it became more of just a waste of money. And people are like, oh, because it's obviously, you know, they want to launch in as many countries as they want, but is it worth doing all the translation and, and everything to take the stuff abroad now that all this crap has happened? 
And that's the thing. When you launch in a place like Japan, it's not just translation. There's there's also localization because things are, are kind of valued a little differently in Japan. Um, they're, they're kind of interested in things that aren't always the same in the West. So you, you, you kind of have to have games that they relate to over there. And they're not always into all the all the shooters and all that kind of stuff. They like their stories. Actually, I think it, we did talk about this a little bit on chain, didn't we, Ben? Uh, yes, we did. We covered it a little bit. Uh, not much, though. But yeah, you enjoy we're talking... shooting people, Ben. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was, I couldn't actually pick up my. I, I would mute my mic until I'm talking, and I kind of dropped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And no, I was in what we call Destiny loading screen again. So no. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, we did talk about it on Unchained a little bit. Uh, just a little thing here. Mario Kart 8 is on that list at number 10 for the Wii U. And actually, I think that's the only game on there for the Wii U. Yeah, it is. Wasn't no that the only game the Wii U got? The Wii U? No. <laughs> Wii U has all sorts of games. Um, no, I mean, I mean, is that not the only new release it got? Yeah, like that's that? one of the oh, new, release, only new yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is I, a shame because I like my, I like the Wii U, and I'm tempted to buy one eventually. I will get one eventually when I have money. I want to um, get one as soon as possible. <laughs> so why? What are you looking forward to? Smash Brothers, man. Oh, Smash Brothers, of course. <laughs> um, but I, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say, um, with with Xbox and Japan, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're getting these exclusives here, you know, like with Tomb Raider, even though it's a supposedly timed exclusive, I think they need to, if they want to do anything in Japan, they need to start getting exclusives from Japanese developers over there. Absolutely. And, yeah. And because Which right now that happen. It might. Yeah. That, and well, I, I wouldn't say it's never going to happen. I mean, money always buys everything. And Microsoft has already proven that. But like, you know, we've said if if they can secure something that's huge in Japan, they can move a lot of units. You know, something like Monster Hunter or uh, anything that Square pretty much puts out, if they can get an exclusive there. Uh, the biggest one right now for them, if they were able to get, you know, Persona 5 uh, exclusively on their console. You know, for Microsoft, it would oh, have them. it would have saved them easily in Japan, but I just don't think they consider Japan or Asia, for that matter, a big market. Which is a shame because the way I see it, it's always it's one of the three markets. I mean, when when the PlayStation and the Nintendo sixty four were out, you know, everybody always talked about North America, Europe, and Japan as the three big markets for video games. And Japan is still that, and Microsoft apparently only cares about the two instead of the all the three. Well, I don't know about not caring about it. I, I just think that it's really difficult for them to, and expensive for them to get a, a foothold over there. Um, I mean, they've just got... When you look at Sony, Sony's a company from Japan. Um, so I guess the perception over there is, you know, Sony's, Sony's one of us. And... I, it's hard to it's hard to really get in there and get those exclusive games, uh, especially when you have a, a, a basically. Uh, I, I can't think of another way to describe it. Sony's one of their countrymen, you know. It's a business, but it, it's a Japanese business, and so there's just I don't know what I'm saying. It's just it's just kind of 
a weird place for Microsoft to be. Uh, yeah, they, that, that's they, why I said they need to start forking over money if they want if they want to succeed there. Yeah, I, I don't think they really kind of. Um, get the idea of localization because I think that I think Sony does its own localization with its own studios over there, right? Uh, yes. So, but Microsoft doesn't have that at all. So I think it's partly less about going out and buying stuff and more about kind of, um, really focusing in that area, but it doesn't seem like an area they're just willing to do, willing to focus on so hard. Uh, It's also one of those things where like their games just don't appeal to the audience there. Most of their games are shooters and the Japanese audience isn't about shooters. They're about storytelling and RPGs, things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, just for reference, there is a list on this very same article at dualshockers.com uh, that basically organizes the 18 Xbox games over there right now from for, from 1 to 18, uh, from least to greatest as far as what's doing well. Um, top of the chart is Dead Rising 3. Uh, next is Forza Motorsport 5, limited edition. Then Rise, Son of Rome, Battlefield 4, uh, regular Forza... <laughs> this is weird. The, the limited edition is of Forza Motorsport 5 is number 2, and then you have regular Forza Motorsport 5 at number, four, uh, number 5. Um... Sixth, Call of Duty Ghosts, then Watch Dogs, then Musou Orochi 2 Ultimate, then Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, Wolfenstein The New Order, Zoo Tycoon at number 11, Thief, Tomb Raider, Titanfall, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Connect Sports Rivals, Need for Speed Rivals, and then at number 18, Zumba Fitness World Party. So, doing, um, I guess that's kind of to me, I, I'm not really shocked that Zumba Fitness is at number 18. Um, but Dead Rising 3 is at number 1, followed by Eraser, and then Rise. What what type of game is Rise? I haven't looked into Rise all that much. Is that a... Um... It's it's like a beat-em-up, a story-based beat-em-up with a lot of Q2Es. It's like, imagine God of War, but with more Q2Es. Okay. It's now also going to PC. <clears throat> yep, PC, which will be better, because... <laughs> Your um your first your first dedicated FPS is at number four Battlefield Four there. Uh, by the way, did 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 Battlefield Four ever fix all the stuff that was wrong with it? Did EA ever fix that game? No, no. Still, it's still it's still, still broken. That's a shame. Everything they fix, they're like, like when they fix it, new stuff breaks. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a yeah. Shame. That's the way it's, bugs always work, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. It's too bad. Um, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying that it's really bad that it, it's still not fixed. Right, it is. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Xbox One. Um, this is something that has been addressed in the past and is still going on, but uh, just another instance of it. Another game might not show up on the Xbox One because of the ID at Xbox parity clause. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, that um, there's a clause in the ID at Xbox contracts uh, that developers are getting that say you have to launch your game on Xbox first or on Xbox alongside another console, or you will not be able to launch your game on Xbox at all. Um, so I guess they're just saying you must launch on Xbox you, you, you have to consider Xbox first. You can't we're not going to take you if you've already been over on PlayStation. That's been there since like the three sixties. Yeah, they they've had that policy for a very long time. Okay, well they brought it over to ID at Xbox. 
That's um, nice. And it's because they're they're idiotic and don't want good games apparently. <laughs> From the beginning, that was a controversial move, especially since Xbox seemed keen on um, redesigning its uh, indie stance uh, following PlayStation's very indie friendly goings. Uh, at E3 last year. However, this didn't make it through to the new idea of Xbox contracts, and it's been controversial. Uh, some games lately, even... I guess it's a little surprising to me that this is coming up lately instead of right off the bat, but um, a lot of games aren't going to make it onto the Xbox One unless Microsoft decides to have a change of heart. Um, this one in question right now is called Acid Nerve... is, is by Acid Nerve, and it's called Titan Souls. Um, it's coming for PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and PC, but not Xbox One or Xbox 360, in part because of that parody clause. Um, do you guys think that with all of this bad press around the parody clause, um, Microsoft might get rid of it? Or do you think they'll stick to their roots here and say, no, we have to have this parody clause? They've had it for, like, God knows how many years. Probably not going to budge anytime soon. Well, I mean, and plus, and plus, sorry to jump in. They've, they've, they've sort of, um, what's the word? They've, get, they've, um, they've let things slide occasionally as well. Certain games, certain games that even though would fall into a parity clause and wouldn't be allowed on the Xbox, have been allowed on the Xbox before. Um, and there's like uh, the new Abe, Abe's uh, new and tasty. That's that is coming on the Xbox, even though it's on the PlayStation first, because uh, Microsoft let it slide. So even though there is that clause, they do sometimes ignore it. So then, why have the clause? I, I don't know. Because they're dumb when it comes to indie games. Yeah. The thing about it is, Microsoft wanted to revamp a lot of things after PlayStation came out swinging at E3 last year. Um, especially with the, the indie thing going on. I mean, indie Microsoft was just not indie-friendly at all. I mean, I remember all these articles with quotes from Phil Fish. Um, I think he's the developer of Fez. And he was talking about just what a nightmare it was to work with Xbox One. It was expensive. It was just not friendly. And they were talking about what a breath of fresh air it was to work with PlayStation, on the other hand, on the indie front. And so Xbox One heard that, and they formed ID at Xbox, and they were like, okay, this is a, this is a new day at Microsoft for indies. But yet they, they still seem to have this idea that you know they have to have this control over the indie game. You have to put Xbox first or alongside, but it, we, I, I don't really understand the reason for such a clause in the first place. You're, you're rejecting a lot of great games, um, a lot of great indie games for that. And you're not even you're not even enforcing the clause. You're just kind of picking and choosing. Uh, in my opinion, that could kind of hurt your relationship with some developers. It's like really, you know, one of them say one of them launches the next No Man's Sky in um, a couple of years, but Microsoft rejects them right now. Do you think they'll be keen to work with Microsoft again in the future? I mean, um, unless they're financially dependent on it, then I wouldn't be. See, No Man's Sky is one of those that they're letting slide. Yeah, they've already. It's going to be a timed PlayStation exclusive, and eventually it's going to make it to Xbox One. So I think, yeah, like you said, they're picking and choosing. I think the ones they know that are going to sell the most, and they're letting those slide. And the ones that might not sell enough, they're just like, nope, too bad. It's us or nobody. Absolutely weird. 
absolutely weird. Which will uh, come back and bite them in the ass eventually, though. It will. Um, Especially Mike, how big indies are, are getting right now. Yeah, there are some indies that are, are really getting some attention. Uh, no Man's Sky being one of them. Uh, what other ones have you heard of lately? Um, that one that the, the creator of Braid is making right now. Uh, what is that called? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, uh, it's annoying because I can I can see it in my head, but I cannot name it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of there's a, the ones that are coming out that for PlayStation that Sony announced uh, at uh, what's it Gamescom. They, they you know they had a whole bunch of them they announced there that great looking indie titles. So yeah, there's just so many of them I can't name them all. I can't remember what they're called. I'm sorry. Well, we're actually going to talk about that in just a little bit. So sit tight. Okay. Um, let's talk about Microsoft one more time here. Microsoft is apparently close to finalizing a deal to buy the developer behind Minecraft. Uh, that developer is called Mojang, Mojang, M-O-J-A-N-G. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, they're just rumors, but iTechHeads.com says that the rumors seem to be credible, and there's a real possibility that this may actually happen. Um, iTech Heads continues that they don't believe that it's a really big deal because Minecraft makes tons of money on all sorts of platforms besides Xbox, um, and and because the game is already published on all of these other platforms, uh, iTech Heads believes that Microsoft would be dumb to remove them from the stores. Um, so how do you feel about Microsoft buying Minecraft? Minecraft is a huge game. It just recently came out on uh, the Vita, I believe, or or it was announced for the Vita on the PS4. It's on the PS4. On the PS4? It's not out on the Vita yet. It's, it's supposed to be coming out anytime, yeah. they said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anytime. It'll, it'll appear at midnight someday. I mean, if you look at how when the PS4 one launched, nobody even knew it was coming out. It was just, all of a sudden, a post appears on PlayStation blog. Minecraft coming to PlayStation 4 tomorrow. What? Right. Well, everyone, <laughs> I remember when I bought on the store, everyone kept messaging me saying, oh my God, how did you get that? How did you get that? Why are you playing that? Yeah, like the uh, terrible way to launch a game. That's like Sega launching the Sega Saturn. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's coming out next week. Well, the everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, Microsoft. If if Microsoft were to buy to buy Minecraft, uh, my question is: Well, obviously they they wouldn't. They can't just take stuff out of the stores right away. There's contracts that still have to be honored. But do you think that Microsoft would then, in the future, force Minecraft to be exclusive? Oh, definitely. Oh, probably, uh, but... If, if they buy it, then that just means those games will still be there. They're just not going to be supported with patches or anything like that. Or any DLC. What you have is what you're going to have, and that's it. Uh, I don't think they'll pull it from the store at all. I think that's gonna, it's going to be there to stay. But... Yeah, Minecraft 2, what, if that ever comes out, yeah, that's that's gone. That's mm -hmm. Microsoft only. Why would you need a Minecraft 2? Better graphics. Minecraft, well, <laughs> they're pixels. Pixels. Have... they're pixels. What do you mean? They're, they're all it's big voxels. pixels. <laughs> it's done in voxels. <laughs> it's intentionally pixelated. Better draw distance. There you go. <laughs> okay, better draw distance. Mm. Um, Play I'm... on PC. <laughs> for the mods and texture patches you, you know you've got better graphics already you don't need a minecraft 2 for that yeah it would be absolutely stupid if um like if microsoft decided to pull minecraft from the pc like I, that's not on it that's not even in the question that would be the dumbest move for microsoft to do um to to stop making minecraft for pc and just stick it on xbox 
Um, I, I think I even bring it. I only bring it up because I can sort of see them doing something like that if they're desperate. Oh no, uh, they're gonna go Minecraft two now exclusive to Windows nine. <laughs> Windows nine. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Windows nine may actually be decent though. Yeah, it may be decent, but it'd still be annoying to have it exclusive just to it. Well, Microsoft. And you know, and you know they've done it before with Halo two, which was exclusive to Windows Vista. See, the only thing is, like, me personally, I don't think there's value left on Minecraft, as in the point it's on everything already. Like, what would be the point in them buying it? Pretty much everyone that wants Minecraft has Minecraft in one way or another. It's on mobile phones, it's on every console imaginable. It first started out on PC and has been there for a number of years. Well, it's not actually on every console imaginable. It's on Android, iOS, P Almost. Uh, PC, PS3 and 4, Xbox 360 and 1. It's not and on Vita soon. And Vita soon. It's not on the 3DS or the Wii U. Wouldn't work on that anyway. <laughs> why? Why do you think that? Yeah, it would. 3DS doesn't have enough. Well, not the. I don't know about the Minecraft 3DS. Minecraft is a would, badly coded game and probably break them. It would. It would work on the on the Wii U for sure. Oh yeah, it'd work easily on the Wii U, but on the 3DS, no. Nah, there's not enough VRAM. It might work. On the new 3DS, that might be a, a feature they could do, but because um, it's got increased VRAM and increased RAM over the original mm. 3DS, but I don't think the original 3DS could run Minecraft right. well. It could run it. Anything could run it. Yeah, it's, it's also be, it'd be like four by four, and you can only go down two squares. It's also worth noting that uh, the creator of Minecraft said that if Microsoft does buy the studio, he's leaving the studio that same day. So oh, really? Yeah, he does not want this deal to happen. It says he's been there for negotiations, but he's just like, I don't want to, I'd walk away. And then a lot of people are saying, well, he kind of made Minecraft happen, and it wouldn't, the as a company sort of thing, it wouldn't feel like they would have value left in it after that. Like, he was, like, the driving force. Yeah, he, he does not want this deal. He wants to stay independent, is the thing. Which a lot of indie developers do. They don't like it when big publishers tell them when they need to get a game done, how fast they need to get it done, the budget they have. You know, so... For him, that that's what it is. I think the deal is now reported to be $2.5 billion. Which is huge for an indie studio like that. But. And there's no, I'm sorry, but there's no way they're going to make that money back because of how many people who already bought Minecraft, as Fraser said. I, I really think that it, in some ways it is the best deal for Mojang because it will make them more money than Minecraft ever could. And then they could just close studios and just go, Max, okay, fine, and buy. Mm -hmm. Make a new game called Craft Mine. And I mean, that's what it could be. It could be because Microsoft's seen new projects that they're interested in having exclusive. They're like, you know, from the creators of Minecraft, but um, Notch has always been one of those people that's created stuff and then it's just went by the wayside again. Like, all these prototypes have just not went anywhere. Right. Um, let's talk about Wii U for just a moment here. Um, <laughs> Watch Dogs finally got a release date on the Wii U. Um, Ubisoft announced on the 10th, I believe that the Wii U version of Watch Dogs will finally reach North America on November 18 and the UK on November 21st. 
Um, I, so far, I think those are the. There it is. Yeah. See, I told I told Gary before this rang. He he was saying, you know, I hope um, my phone doesn't ring. And yeah, I was like, yeah, it will. It will. And so it did. Um, of course it did. <laughs> uh, this seems to be the only. Um, these seem to be the only dates announced. I don't see anything for Asia or for the rest of Europe, only for North America and UK. Uh, but they may have dates that just haven't been announced here yet. I don't know. Um, Watch Dogs was a sales success for Ubisoft. Um, Eight million copies sold between, um, I guess, within a month of its release, which is a ridiculous amount of sales. Um, so the Wii U, but the Wii U version did have a delay. It was only released on the 360 and the Xbox One and the PS3 and PS4. Um, so finally, Wii U is going to get some Watch Dogs. Um, with all that the game has had so far, I mean, it, it's it came out to a lot of energy, but that quickly faded into, oh, well, this game is just kind of okay. Um, and uh, do you guys think that the Wii U is going to do anything for Watch Dogs? Do you think that Wii U owners are going to be excited to try this game out now? Well, well, to be fair, they've got at least they've got something to be excited for, because uh, that's the same time, uh, literally the same window as Grand Theft Auto Five on PS4 and Xbox One. Right, so, that releases so, when again? Uh, November 18th, I think it is. Oh, same day in the United States. Yeah, so at least they've got something to play. That That's also the rumored release date of Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Oh, well, if this Smash Brothers comes out the same day, then, then goodbye Watch Dogs. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye Watch Dogs in general. If Smash Brothers is coming out in November, there's absolutely no reason for them to even bother releasing this game in the same month. Which makes me wonder why Ubisoft would select that day for release. I mean, why would you want to release... Wii U has been starving for great content lately. And, I mean, the day that some really great content, some really revered content for Nintendo systems comes out, that's the day you want to release Watch Dogs, really? I think they want people to forget Watch Dogs. That's why they're doing it. I don't know about, I don't know about forgetting Watch That would be a... <laughs> Well, that would be a mistake for them to forget Watch Dogs because it does have a lot of potential. It just has they just have to refine it a little more, I think. So I, I don't I don't know. That's that's a mysterious decision by Ubisoft. Um, but Wii U owners, if you are interested in Watch Dogs, if you're in North America, look for it on November 18th, and if you're in the UK, look for it on the 21st. If you're anywhere else, I have no idea. You may be out of luck. I, I don't know. I wanna I wanna say probably like 19th for Europe because it's always between the American and UK release. Yeah, because, possibly. Because uh, uh, America releases on Tuesday, correct? Europe, I don't know what day of the week it is. It's yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, they release on Tuesdays. Yeah, and Europe is Wednesday, and then the UK is always Friday, unless it's a worldwide release. Then, of course, it depends on whatever day they decide. But on average, it's Tuesday, America, Wednesday, Europe, and Friday. United Kingdom. Right. Um, the delay, uh, just for reference, was described as Ubisoft as being there just to make the Wii U version uh, the best version it can be. So I guess that version just took a little while to get that same level of um, whatever it is. Uh, Watch Dogs is a good game. It's just not... It just didn't light people's fire the way everyone had hoped it would. Um, so that's, that's Watch Dogs. Uh, but Nintendo is also having some other news coming out. O other than a new 
3DS, which I am ticked off about, um, <laughs> being released pretty soon here, there's also a new 3DS XL, I guess the current model, that looks a lot like a original Nintendo controller uh, that people are really loving. Uh, do you guys wish you had that? That thing looks awesome. Even the box is designed like a freaking NES. I love it <laughs> that it comes in. I want it so bad. So if only you could plug the box into your TV. That would be, ooh, that would be like the perfect system. They should do <laughs> Somebody contact them right now. And then you can flip the screen and it's a 3DS. Well, oh in, my God. in other words, it would be a Wii U. Uh, that's true. But no, you can like slide in the old cartridges, man. Right. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I would buy that. Nintendo, anytime you want to take our ideas, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go right ahead. Make it so there's a HDMI port as well, just so yeah. I can play on the HDTV. <laughs> All right. Let's run through this quickly. Tokyo Game Show is coming up pretty soon, and Sony announced its full lineup. I'm looking at Dual Shockers right now. 70 PS4 games, 33 PS Vita games, 3 PS3 games. Um, obviously, a lot of these are going to be indie games, but that's not a huge problem. And taking a look at the lineup, a lot of these are really good games, and a lot of them aren't really indie games at all. Um, I'm not going to go through all 100-and-something games here, uh, but just to give you some pointers here, we've got uh, Bloodborne, Destiny, Drive Club, and The Order. Will be uh, There will be a video, and they'll be playable at the event. Uh, the, play, the playroom will be there, too, for some reason. Um, Little Big Planet 3 will be there. Uh, Minecraft will be there. Oddworld, Fez, Rocketbirds 2, Ali Ali, One uh, Transistor, excuse me, Never Alone, Ender of Fire... I don't see No Man's Sky. Um, I'm taking a look around here. I'm just double-checking No Man's Sky. Nope, I don't see No Man's Sky there, which is interesting because I was I was kind of hoping to see what the Japanese community, or Japanese community, what Japanese gamers thought of that game. It, it, it's an interesting kind of game, but I don't see it on this list here. Um, also, we've got Battlefield 4, which will be there for some reason. Um, Persona 5, there will be a video. It will not be playable. Octodad, Deadliest Catch, uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, there will be a video for that. Uh, Bladestorm, 100 Years War and Nightmare, will be, there will be a video and it will be playable. Uh, Guilty Gear XRD, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's supposed to be a number, but that's the stupidest number I've ever seen because it's no one can pronounce absurd, it. I believe is what it is. I think that's absurd. Um, <laughs> Ease, YS, there will be a video for that. Um, the Crew, Far Cry 4. Batman Arkham Knight, Lego Marvel Super Heroes The Game, Shadow of Mordor, uh, God Eater 2 Rage Bursts, um, a game with a really interesting title, Let It Die, video only. Um, sounds like an anti-Lorax video. Um, so all sorts of really interesting games here for the PS... That's just the PS4. Uh, then you go to the PS Vita. You've got Murasaki Baby, Minecraft, um, for the... Yes, for the Vita. Um... Really, no huge games. They're, they're, they're all pretty much indies, but that's okay, um, because the, the Vita needs some love. There hasn't really been a lot of Vita love. With, it's really been PlayStation 4's show. So finally, we're getting something. Ali Ali will be there for the Vita. Uh, Borderlands 2 will be there. Zetai Zetsubo Shoujo. Uh, excuse me, Zetai Zetsubo Shoujo. Danganronpa, another episode of video for that. Uh, Bakumatsu Rock Ultra Soul. My Son de Mao. 
video only, uh, Legend of Heroes Sen no Kiseki 2. Uh, there will be hardware there, the Glacier White PS4, the Dragon Quest Metal Slime Edition with that weird USB cover on the front that people are cringing over, and da -da 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 -da, the DualShock 4 Urban Camouflage model. I don't know why that needs any special fanfare, but there it is. Um, a special color for the PS Vita that we will probably not see in the United States, uh, but it will be there in pink and white in Japan. And the PlayStation Vita TV. Uh, for, for the PS3, we'll see only three games, Persona 5, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD Remix, and Tales of Zestira. Zestira. Well, I, I, whatever that word is. Um, so guys, how do you feel about the lineup for... Tokyo Game Show 2014 for Sony. Oh, by the way, by the way, before before I let you answer that, um, Deep Down is going to get a video. It will be showcased, even if it won't be playable this time around. So uh, now, go ahead and answer that question. I think the lineup is very good for them, is for the Japanese market. Uh, like you said, there's some games that I don't know why they are there, like Battlefield 4. That's that just stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think they're still trying to keep that game relevant in some way, but um, I think the lineup is great. I mean, a lot of Vito love, like you said, at, at least from third-party developers, not very much from Sony's own first party, but um, the PS3 thing, I think it's great that there's only three games. You know, it's time to move on to the PS4. I don't want to see too many new games coming out on the PS3. Time to move on. Um, of yeah, course, time to move on, in my opinion. I'm <clears> sad that the new Tales game is PS3 only. I, I was hoping they'd announce for PS4 as well. Absolutely. Um, like it was Persona, but I think like like you, uh, the, the biggest game on that list is Persona 5. Yeah, as usual, Atlas is behind the times. I was thrilled to see that they released it on PS4. But, um, I'm surprised there's no mention of Yakuza though on Sony's lineup because that game is exclusive to Sony as well. Yeah. I didn't I didn't read through everything. I was literally just skipping oh, okay. around. Yakuza Zero: The Oath's Place will be there uh, for the on PS4, PS4 or yes. PS3. PS4. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. It will be there. Uh, there are all sorts of other games that I didn't. There's, there's a Dragon Ball game. Um, what else? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z Exoverse, which will be on PS4 and PS3. But but. What do, you, game. what do you think of some of the AAA titles there? We've got Bloodborne, Destiny, Drive Club, The Order, uh, The Witcher 3, uh, Far Cry 4, The Crew, Batman Arkham Knight. What do you think about this? Is, is there enough AAA content there to keep people interested? Uh, there is for markets outside of Japan. I, out of all those games, I think Bloodborne is the only one that the Japanese market really cares for. Mm -hmm. uh, all those games, yeah, they're great and all, but they're not going to have massive lines line up to play them. Right. Uh, Bloodborne is probably their, the biggest one that they have going in right now for them. But it's nice to see that those games are going to be there. You know, uh, I, I think Sony's lineup is fantastic. And just for reference, there is one game uh, that has been delayed and in and out of the news for the past half decade that everyone has been looking for and it is not on this list. Um, so we will have to see <laughs> if and when that comes out. I know I saw an article recently saying that Sony was looking for the right time to reintroduce that game, but it is not uh, going to make an appearance. As far as this list is concerned, it's not going to make an appearance at Tokyo Game Show 2014. 
And Sony already said that that it won't be there at twenty at this year's Tokyo Game Show as well. So mm-hmm. that game is that, the last Guardian, if people want. Yeah. <laughs> that game. Actually, um, the reason I was referring to it as that game, I wasn't just trying to be mysterious. The name of the game literally just slipped my li- slipped my mind. I have no clue what it was called. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for saying that. It's the last Guardian. I also think I think a game bigger than that one that's not at the Tokyo Game Show. And baffles my mind why it's not at the Tokyo Game Show. It's Final Fantasy XV. Absolutely. I don't know why that's not there. Um, Square- it's because they're, they're busy renaming it Final Fantasy XVI. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's just absolutely no reason that game should not be there. Okay, you missed E3, right? You missed games. At well. least have it at Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the games when the PS4 was first announced. That's one of the games that I was having my eye on, and that's special for me because I'm not a big fan of uh, Final Fantasy person. Uh, after 13, yeah. I had some trouble. I've been, I've still been playing 10 on and off, Ben. Uh, um, ben gave me 10 and 10-2 for my birthday for Vita. Um, and so, I, I, it just baffles my mind. It's yeah. like it's going back to the way it was with Versus 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's show off something and then skip two years with no information. <laughs> you know, it's like that game has to be there. You have to show something. Right. Like, is that game like only ten percent complete? This is like, you can't show. It was those trailers the whole game. It, I mean, it, it is mysterious because I mean they showed a very gorgeous looking trailer last year, and it's it's uh, it's almost like it's been a year and a half now. I mean, in, in a year and a half, you don't have any more content to add to to make another it's trailer. It's been even? seven years. <laughs> well, well, I mean, since they showed the last trailer, Ugh. but but still, I mean, that's 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 something. So so keep an eye out for Final Final, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, and uh, let's see if anytime soon. I, I mean, you miss when you miss, once you miss E three, once you miss Gamescom, once you miss Tokyo Game Show. Those are the uh, the big three. I think there's also PAX as well in the U S. But um, those are the big three globally. Um, the, the ones with the big global attention, I think. Um, so I, I'm I'm concerned. I, I wonder where it's going to be. Maybe it'll be at Eurogamer, uh, Ben. Tell me if you see it there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be. I'd be very surprised. Eurogamer doesn't really announce any new things or show any real newish right. games. Like packs, they're just kind of showcases, kind of stuff. But the new Total War game will be announced at Eurogamer this year. Oh, how cool! So at least that's something newish. Mm-hmm. Total War is a massive franchise on the PC, right, Fraser? Fraser, <laughs> Fraser's. Eating. I'm here. I am here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Total War. How big is that franchise on the PC? It's big, and I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's. Big I love and... my RTS. I just don't like the way that's done. It's big, and I don't like it. And I will say it for all of us. <laughs> I will say it for all of us. That's what she said. Um, oh, back to my corner. And with that, let's move on and talk about Destiny here. Um, Destiny has been a fun game. I've been playing it nonstop. Ben's been playing it nonstop. Gary's been stopping, but he's still been playing it. Um, however, the internet has been giving it a little bit of grief. Uh, I'm looking directly at a site called Game Espresso, which released two uh, somewhat conflicting articles. Um, one says, and I quote, Destiny is Bungie's worst reviewed game ever. Um, to me, this article is a whole lot of nothing. 
Um, but it does kind of have a bit of a point. It kind of compiles review scores, and review scores are very arbitrary. Um, but it says, based solely on the numeric review scores, Polygon thinks Destiny is worse than Call of Duty Ghosts, GameSpot thinks it's worse than Watch Dogs, and on par with The Sims 4, and Giant Bomb thinks it's worse than Madden NFL 15 and last year's Dead Rising 3. Um, then he says, I'm not going to get into the arbitrary nature of review scores, but I am going to compile them for comparison's sake. Um, review scores, I hate review scores. I love reviews, I hate review scores. As a matter of fact, I think I've been making a push at PSU to change the way even we do reviews, just because I hate review scores so much. Um, because they're, they're not really a really good representation of, um, of what a game is, of how good a game is, and what makes it good and what makes it bad. Because a review is so subjective. A review is really a reflection of the way the, um, the person who reviewed it got the game. And some reviewers are, I think, are stupid. And I'm looking directly at IGN. IGN's reviews are absolutely daft, in my opinion. Look at um, Infamous First Light, for example. Um, I said this to Ben yesterday, I think. Infamous First Light uh, came out not too long ago, and IGN gave that a 7, I think? Um, yeah, I think it was a 7. that they. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I think they gave it a 7. And, you know, I don't care if they want to give it a 7. I don't, like, I don't care if you um, give a, a game a 10 or a 2, but as long as you back it up in the review, you know, it, the, basically the score needs to match the review is what I have to say about that. And the review just didn't make any sense because he didn't really list a lot of things that were wrong with the game. He didn't really have much bad to say about it. The biggest thing that he had that he saw wrong with it was that there wasn't a lot of variety. He was complaining about the fact that Fetch did not have a lot of different powers. He was complaining that, oh, well, unlike Second Son, you only have one power to work with. And so, you know, that makes this game bad or, or, or whatever. Well, he didn't say it was bad. He just, that that's why he took off a certain amount of points. And I believe I said in the comments, I don't understand why this reviewer reviewed this game that way. Because if you've played Infamous Second Son, if you know anything about Infamous Second Son, you know that Delson is the guy who can soak up all these different powers. He is the only conduit in the universe of Infamous Second Son, um, of Infamous in general, that can absorb different powers and then use those powers. Everyone else who's a conduit has only one power, and Fetch is one of those people. So yeah, there isn't a lot, there aren't a lot of different powers for people to play as with Fetch, but there is nothing in Infamous, there is nothing that Sucker Punch said, there's nothing anywhere that suggests that there should be any powers. Fetch doesn't have multiple powers. Fetch has always had only one power. So I have no idea why, why IGN decided to score that game that way. I think that's absolutely stupid. Uh, I think that's a dishonest review right there. I think they're trying not to give it too high a score to avoid people freaking out. Oh, you gave this a 10, you're a fanboy or whatever. But that's a dishonest review in my opinion because that, that, that's absolutely stupid. That either That's either a dishonest review or it shows that this person knows nothing about the game he's reviewing. Either way, it calls IGN's credibility into question. Um, but that's, that's all I have to say about that. Back to Destiny. Um, 
Game Espresso, the very same website that launched this article, launched another article. Uh, is it by the same author? Yeah, it's by the exact same author. Um, so I guess he, he kind of made this observation and then had something to say about it. He kind of sees things the way I do. Um, his next article says, Destiny proves that reviewers need to get rid of numbered scores. Um, he says a lot of people love Destiny, but it's getting an average of approximately 6 out of 10 for many reviewers just a week after launch. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people consider a 6 a bad game. They, they consider that a bad review, even though it's not... It's basically average. It's basically kind of good. But people kind of look at that as bad um, for games. I don't understand why. Um, and he brings up an interesting point here. He says a lot of people love Destiny. And that's true. A lot of reviewers are giving it average kind of weird scores. But the community has shown very little but love for Destiny. Uh, some people say, yeah, in a few months I might stop playing it unless they start giving us more things to do in the game. Um, but basically everyone seems to love this game. Um, and so he says, and I quote here, uh, with the six often considered as a bad game by the community at large, the numerical rating system is flawed at best and broken at worst. It needs to stop. Um, he says there are a bunch of reasons he gives as to why uh, he thinks that the review, the numeric review thing needs to go away. Um, and there's a good point to a lot of them. Like, what's the difference between a 7.4 and a 7.5? Uh, there's, there's nothing consistent here. There's no real way to tell uh, by looking at a number whether a game is good or bad because it's all so arbitrary. Um, but that's kind of that, that's kind of two stories in one. One is about destiny. One is about review scores. Um, our 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 crew here, uh, Fraser and Ben and Gary. How do you feel about all of this? You um, except maybe for Fraser, I haven't heard about you that much playing Destiny. But uh, what do you feel about all of this? Well, I want to add the fact that, that the people that complain about content, there is a there is a I know it's, it's could, it could be quite. I love the content. It's so much right now. I mean, I've just unlocked a level at twenty eight stuff that I can't do yet, which I look forward to doing eventually. Uh, it popped up saying you can now do nightfall strikes, which give random legendary gear, and that's weekly. I can't wait to be able to do that. Um, and there's also the event, the Iron Banner. This is month. Um, you got the event that's going on right now. The oh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's some weird PvP event going on right now. Uh, next week we've got the raid event that starts, and that'll be permanent, so you can do your raid. That's new content. And uh, you've got the Queen event, which will come out sometime in September, probably at the end of September. But that's a lot of a lot of extra content already in the first month. So as long as they keep this up, I can't see anyone complaining about the content, to be honest. <clears throat> Not to mention the fact that before 2014 is over, two new expansion packs will have released, some of which have uh, PS4 exclusive content. So, oh, no, only one of the exp expansion packs are out this year. The other one's out oh, next year. Oh, the other one's out next year? Oh, okay, I thought they were both yeah. out by the holidays. Uh, one, for, one for December, and then one for spring 2015. So there's a lot of content coming out to this game, and quite frankly, it had to. I think I think we'd all be disappointed with Destiny if we got what we have right now, and it was just like, oh, that's it. Um, but the fact is, I mean, Bungie has already displayed the fact that it's going to continue adding to Destiny as the game grows. This is just a starting point. So um, I guess the question now is how much will it add? Let me also ask this. I thought that there weren't supposed to be any reviews out. I, I, I thought Bungie said, don't trust any reviews that come out before a certain time. There was no actual... Imba the embargo was actually the day that Guesty came out. That is the embargo for reviews. Okay. But 
Burgi said that because of the amount of content and how well how much effort you have to put into the game to get to certain content, and how much that content you know expands yeah you know, how you play, then don't trust the reviews. You know, even though the embargo's not up still, because chances are those reviewers haven't got anywhere near that content. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know, they're not just going to be playing Destiny. They're going to have other stuff to do, so they're not going to be able to just you know plow their way through to level twenty-four and sit there and cry that they want to get more strange coins. So that's totally not what they do. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what they do at all. There is quite a bit to do in Destiny. Um... Speaking from someone who's played it, the, the world does feel big. There, are, I think people expected something kind of like Mass Effect. And, and I, as I've been playing it, I've been saying this game reminds me of Mass Effect. I've been saying that a lot. Um, but quite frankly, I, I, everyone expected it to be like this big universe where you go to every sort of planet and explore. Whereas it seems to be kind of smaller. And perhaps the expansion packs will bring out more exploration um, in, in the game. But... Right now, this is what we've got, and I think that all of these reviews are really focusing on, oh, this is what Destiny does not do, this, uh, another game does this, and Destiny doesn't do this. Um, it focuses on all the stuff that it doesn't do, rather than all of the stuff that it really does do well. And that's why I think that some of these reviews are a little are a little unfair, and that's why I think that they don't kind of match the uh, enthusiasm of the community around this game. Um, Fraser, you, you, do you have Destiny? No. I what? haven't been able to afford it because I've been kind of buying new PC parts. <laughs> oh, is it something that you're that you're interested in? If it comes to PC. <laughs> if it comes to PC. So you wouldn't buy it for your for your console? No, I find it kind of awkward to play FPS on a console. I play Killzone and even at that it's kind of a push. Hmm. It just feels too sluggish and too slow. It feels it's it's interesting when I hear things like that because there are so many people who do play these games on consoles, and they love them. But there it's are just, everybody has a different personal taste. It just feels sluggish to me, and I don't like it personally. Okay, um, no news yet on Destiny coming to PC. There have been I, rumors here and there, but they've only been rumors. I think it was a huge mistake not releasing Destiny on a PC. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the community, especially the modding community, would have made that game just incredible. I think so, they would have created more content that Bungie would have, would create throughout that game's lifespan. So why do you think they re, um, they took, didn't release it for PC? Why do you think uh, they only did it for consoles? No idea. Quite honestly, that 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 baffles my mind that they didn't release Activision. Consoles. Uh, it, it's probably because sales, pirating, I have no idea what the reason is, but I think it's a terrible idea. If you look at a lot of the PC, look at Skyrim, for example. That game is still relevant in the PC community just because of modders. I mean, there's a guy recreating the entire Morrowind, the third game in the franchise, in Skyrim. He's going to release the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the modding community could have done so much with that game. And it baffles my mind why then why they decided not to do a PC release for it. See, the thing about piracy you brought up, piracy on consoles is a lot more rampant than on PC. It's just not talked about as much. Now, why do you say that? Because there's plenty of proof. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, the Xbox 360 is <clears throat> pirated quite a bit. That's why there's always so many early releases on that console. Um 
it's not as safe as a lot of people think the 360. PS3, uh, it's not as big, I don't think, is it, Fraser, really, compared to... But, yeah, piracy. Hell, piracy is what killed the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Dreamcast was so easy to, to have pirate copies playing on it that it just killed it because you could just literally put a burnt CD in and you didn't have to do anything else. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a lot of the uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 on the PC, if you've seen what the modding community has done to that game, that game looks better than GTA 5 probably will on the PC at this point <laughs> with with all the mods that people have created for it. Like, people go in and they just create their own games in your game. You know? And I think that's awesome if, if you let people do that. You know, a lot of games don't have modding tools. But... To, to me, it, it was a huge, huge thing to not release it on a PC. Um, I do have a question for you guys, though. Um, does anywhere... You guys have the physical copy of the game, right? Yes. yes. Does anywhere on that box, does it say that the game requires an internet connection to play? I don't know. Let me go get my box. I've got a steel tin, so it doesn't normally have details on the back of it. Well, yeah, but I got the limited edition, not the ghost, and so it has some stuff on the back of the packaging for the whole thing. Um, online play is required, it says. So it does say, is it like defined or is it just in small little text? Well, I mean, you know how the backs of the games have all those things that say like one player, yeah. HD, 3D, all that stuff? There's yeah. little, all of them are blue, but there's a little gray one in the middle that says online play. And in parentheses, it says required with two asterisks next to it. And then the asterisks point to some fine print uh, that says various elements and functionality of the PS4 Destiny game require subscription to PlayStation Plus, subject to change, sold separately, see Destiny uh, destinythegame.com for further details, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I, I don't know, it's, it's not saying you have to be on the internet. Um, but, although, but the thing is, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much have to. And, and I think that's one issue with the game not for us in particular you know or the gamers but i think it's it'll be an issue for bungie come like holiday season when parents who don't really know about games go out to buy this game that their kids want but they necessarily don't let them play online or something i'm not yep. sure about in north america but i know in the uk if a game has to have online connectivity when they sell you the title they have to tell you it Yes, and I know like Final Fantasy yeah. fourteen. it's in big, bold letters, it tells you, or like in the big yellow star, it says, internet connection required to play. Well, in, in, as I said, in the UK, if they sell you the game and not, if you can prove the fact that they didn't tell you that it requires online, then you can return it without an issue, uh, because they have to say, when, they, when you purchase it in the store, you know, so... Hmm. Yeah, and I, I personally, I think come holiday season, that might become an issue for some people um, who, who necessarily can't use the internet all the time or don't have a PlayStation Plus. They, they can't play that game at all. Well, um, you get a three months plus as well. So if you didn't have plus, you've got months worth of it. <laughs> if you can get through all the content in that game in a month. But yeah, but once you learn what plus is, then chances are you'll be able to subscribe it afterwards if you wanted to. Yeah, but going back to the review thing, um, I I agree with you guys to the point where 
reviews for that game shouldn't come out, in my opinion, right now until people have experienced all the content in the game. You know, uh, the whole raid thing, I don't think anybody should be doing the review until they do the raid. Personally, who knows what they've added to the raid or the changes they'll make when the raid comes out. But then again, I also think it's kind of bullcrap for them to handicap the raid until a week after the game comes out. I don't think that's well, right at well, all. To it be should... fair, a lot of people won't be high enough to get to a raid. Even I might not be high enough for the raid until uh, a couple of days after it comes out. Yeah, but... The raid is level 26. But I still think it should have already been there for the people who oh, do yeah. it. You know, don't handicap people who have the game already by saying, oh, we'll release it next week and then, you know, twist people's arm to not review the game until all the content you said was going to be in the game already is actually in the game. Um, but, but other than that, uh, review-wise, uh, don't hate me for this, please, but I kind of agree with some of the reviews that are coming out. Like, to me personally, uh, the game with everything I've experienced in the game, if I was to review it, I'd probably give it around a 7 uh, right now from everything I've experienced. Because I do think the game does can, can get repetitive. Uh, the patrol missions uh, can get very repetitive because you're mostly either killing things or you're collecting something. Those, those are pretty much the two that you do. Or go into a certain location. Um, the story is pretty much non-existent right now. Now, now that I'll stop you on. Because this, I, I am baffled by the people who are complaining that uh, the story in Destiny is weak. Because there's just this big glaring sign that says this is a first-person shooter. And I want to know from anyone who's complaining about Destiny's story being weak, when have you ever played a first-person shooter where you had a big, freaking strong story? It's never been about the story with the first-person shooter. Metro Last Light? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Fallout. Fallout. I, I know it falls apart, the argument. <laughs> Killzone, no. technically, because Killzone's always had a pretty decent story. No, my, my argument has not fallen apart at all, because I'm not saying it right is my problem. You're talking about, excuse me, you're talking about games like, um, those are games that are designed around it. Like, um, what I'm talking about is like Call of Duty and, and, and those sorts of first person shooters. Uh, Destiny's kind of like those. It's not, it's not a game that's about, and, and Titanfall, I mean, Titanfall doesn't even have a single player. It's basically, it's that kind of first person shooter. When, when you get into ones like Far Cry 4 and, um, Excuse me, Killzone. I hate. I, I still think Killzone's story was stupid, uh, but it did have a pretty um, solid foundation for a story there. But I'm talking about games like this, where it's clearly about the multiplayer, first-person shooter games like this. Those are the game. Those kinds of games never have a strong, a, a strong single-player story or a strong story at all. It's it's usually just here's the attention on the world, here's the attention on the multiplayer, here's the attention on giving everyone things to do, and the story kind of takes a back seat. So I think that it's really good that this even has as good of a story that it does. And with the expansion packs coming out, we can probably expect it to get even better. Well, I hope so. Maybe I, I said it wrong. I, maybe I should have said the, the, the way the story is presented is bad. Okay. Um, I've gotten maybe three cutscenes in the whole game so far, outside of the opening stuff. Um, but 
you know, all, all the stuff. Like, I think the RPG elements are cool, you know, picking up loot, getting gear. That's awesome. And we had a blast. Like I said, I think playing with your friends is the only way you can really truly enjoy Destiny. If you go solo a lot in that game, you're probably going to go return it to GameStop in a week or maybe two weeks. Uh, you have to play that game with friends to really enjoy that game. And quite honestly, almost all the content in that game is multiplayer content, which I also think it could is <coughs> excuse me is a good and bad thing. Um, it, depending on how they marketed the game, uh, they marketed the game as a first-person shooter, right? It, they should have marketed it as a first-person shooter MMO because that's what it is. Um. Because after, like, the fourth or fifth story mission, it's really hard to do anything on your own, especially the story missions. They become way too difficult. Dude, I've been, I've been doing a lot of them on my own, though. Because you look at the level you are. Well, like, no, I mean, even before I got... The story mission, it might be easy, yeah. Well, even before I... I, I basically got mostly to this level by... Do, I, I think I started the Crucible at, like, level... Uh, 14, 13, something like that. Like, I, I had already done a bunch of stuff on my own before I even started the Crucible. Like, the Crucible is where I really started leveling up. And then I started doing the strike missions with Ben and, and with you and, and all of that stuff. But before that, I, I was, like, these are, it's not impossible to do these things on your own. I mean, yeah, it's a little more difficult. Um, it's a lot easier and probably a lot more enjoyable with friends. Um, but mm -hmm. it's not impossible to do on your own. Yeah, I, I also want to add to the story part. The fact I feel I really feel like this game is literally just chapter one of the story because the game is all about they want to expand everything. This, you know, the whole thing is about expanding it. Your character is going to come with you on your story, your journey. I really think as Destiny as it is, as chapter one, and then we'll eventually see it the story grow and get better as the game you know gets better. It's in, and the thing is, I wish a lot of companies would review games again later especially mmos like if an mmo comes out you know it gets say like a six for example you know after maybe a year or you know six months and so much new content comes out the game can easily go from a six to an eight with all this new content and all the updates and the changes they make and just like you said then you say chapter one i really hope people who do stick with destiny stick with it to see how much the game will change throughout it because they said this is a huge long-term project for them and i see it easily going from how a lot of people are rating it right now 6.5 i can easily see those people changing their minds and saying that it's a nine in a year and a half maybe two years well First. um we really need to move on but um we need to have like a destiny episode i feel like we've had like three destiny episodes now um, but th there's all sorts of stuff to talk about with Destiny, uh, which is, I think, one of the more enjoyable things about this game. It's, it's become not only just a single game release, but it's become something for everyone to talk about together. Um, but we do need to move on, so let's do just that. NPD sales results for August 2014 are out. Uh, hooray. Um, and guess what? Well, PlayStation 4 is in the lead for the eighth consecutive month. Um, no surprise there. Overall, retail sales are up 8% from last year. Hardware sales up 116%. Um, no surprise there at all. Um, the Last year, this time, the, the PS4 and the Xbox One, they hadn't even come out yet. So that's just a given. Um, 
However, software sales are down 21% year over year. Um, let's take a look at the software that's in the lead right now, um, the top 10. And uh, just for reference, they also have the, uh, they being NeoGAF, I'm looking at NeoGAF.com right now. Um, they have listed some systems, and the, the, the systems are listed in what uh, sold the best for that game to what sold the worst. So, so greatest to least. Um, so first comes Madden NFL 15 at number one. Um, the, the system sales were the biggest surprise because it sold the best on the PS4, second best on the Xbox One. Uh, Madden is a big Xbox One title, so that, that, that turned some heads. Uh, after that, 360 and then PS3. Number two, Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls, PS4, Xbox One, 360, PS3, and then PC. Minecraft for the 360, then the PS3. The Last of Us, number four, for PS4 and then PS3. <sighs> Call of Duty Ghosts uh, for 360, then Xbox One, PS4, PS3, PC, and then Wii U. I can't freaking believe that. I yeah. can't believe it. At number five, uh, this is the first time I've seen the PC um, not in the very last. Usually the PC seems to be in the very last spot. Um, so that just says something, I guess, maybe about the PC and maybe about the Wii U. I don't know. Um, Lego Marvel Super Heroes comes in at number six for 360, PS3, Wii U, PS4. 3DS, DS, Xbox One, Vita, and PC. Holy crap, that's on a lot of systems. Um, Plants vs. Zombies Gar Garden Warfare for 360, then PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Watch Dogs comes in at number 8 for PS4, then 360, then PS3, then Xbox One, and then PC. Surprised to see Xbox One so far in the back there. Uh, Battlefield 4 for 360, then PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and PS, and then PC. Excuse me. Surprised to see 360 and PS3 at the front for Battlefield 4 instead of PS4 and Xbox One. Um, the Lego Movie Video Game. I don't know why that's even still there. <laughs> Excuse me, but it's selling really well. Um, 360, then 3DS, PS3, Wii U, PS4, Xbox One, and last but not least, Vita. Um, software ranking order does not include bundles. So if there is a, uh, for example, the, the Last of Us PS4 bundle, that's not included in this. Um, and let's see, Xbox One software revenues nearly doubled from July is there, but it's crossed out. And there's a note that says this is seemingly true, but not what the statement was referring to. What it was referring to is a mystery. It doesn't say. Um, notable things. This is a quote on uh, from VentureBeat that Microsoft said. Xbox One sales are on a positive traje trajectory, nearly doubling sales in August in the U.S. compared to July, due in part to strong demand for the Xbox One Madden NFL 15 bundle. Um, the holiday season is upon us. We're looking forward to bringing the best value in bundles, incredible offers like the buy a console, get a game free promotion running now, and more great games as we gear up for the launches of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Sunset Overdrive. <sighs> this is basically a PR statement from Microsoft. I'm going to just stop it right there. Um, but again, the Madden NFL 15, I mentioned that a lot of heads were turning because the PS4 version outsold the Xbox One version, but there is an Xbox One bundle that combined with the fact that Xbox One hardware sales have nearly doubled from July to August says that maybe more people are buying it for the Xbox One, they're just buying it for the bundle. So that might forever remain a mystery, who knows? Um, maybe once the bundle stops selling, we'll see some more true numbers. Um... However, that is good news for the Xbox One. Sales have doubled. Um, I think I mentioned on Unchained yesterday that that means that 
perhaps the gap can stop expanding so much. Although with the Destiny out this um, past week, I don't know. Maybe the gap might just get bigger anyway. Um, either way, it's good news for Microsoft, so keep trucking, Microsoft. You're on your way. Um, for Sony, there are some highlights. PlayStation 4 was number one in hardware sales for the eighth consecutive month. I, I said that already. Led the month for next-generation software. Um, so with NFL uh, Madden NFL 15 taking the number one spot, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls Ultimate Evil Edition and Madden NFL 15 had their strongest sales on PS4 and were the biggest third-party releases of the month. The Last of Us Remastered continues to have strong momentum on PS4. It was the top-selling first-party title in August. Also for the third consecutive month, PlayStation was number one in combined home con uh, home con. I can't speak home console hardware sales. Um, when they say this, they're referring to the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 3. The PlayStation Vita seems to be excluded. So that is your NPD um, update, <laughs> let's call it that, for August 2014. Um, I'm interested to see personally what Destiny has done and how Destiny has affected this landscape. We're not going to hear anything about that until next month when the figures come out for September. Um, but I think we all know about how we feel about uh, titles like Call of Duty and, and whatnot. But um, including that, how do you guys feel about these NPD results for August 2014? I am shocked. <laughs> Ben's shocked and Gary is un unintelligible. Uh, ben, we'll get right to you. What did you say, Gary? Uh, well, then I, I can't believe Call of Duty Ghosts and Battlefield 4 are on this list. I can't believe Call of Duty Coasts is number five. Like, even if it was there, at least number <laughs> ten, but it's number five. And it, what's interesting is it's not even selling the best on the Xbox One. It's selling the best on the uh, the 360. And That's because it's cheaper. Uh, I know Battlefield 4 on PS3 and 360, I think, is like $20 now compared to the $60 they're still charging on the PS4. Okay. Well, that explains that, then. I was That's wondering I was wondering why 360 and PS3 were selling better than PS4 and Xbox One for Battlefield 4. Um, yeah, the, the, those games baffle me that they're still on that list. They baffle uh, Madden, uh, Madden, I'm still surprised that it's number one. I, I thought sales from Madden were dropping. This obviously proves me wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it doesn't include Destiny. It only includes the games of August. Uh, so, Absolutely. But, uh, I fully expect Destiny to be number one next <laughs> month and selling, so, the, selling the best on so, PS4, then Xbox One. Uh, then PS3 and then 360. That's my that's my prediction. My prediction is PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360. You think so? Yes. Well, I think people would have taken advantage of that. Buy the PS3 version, get the PS4 one for free. Yeah, but still be able to play the PS3 one while you're still playing the PS4 one. Thinking about that, you could be right. You could be <laughs> right. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but Back. I do want to add one more thing. Um, Microsoft not releasing their MPD numbers, uh, to me, is kind of bullcrap at this point. Uh, last generation, they couldn't wait to show off their numbers for oh, yeah. every. But now they don't want to do it. Uh, to me, like well, of course they don't. Yeah, they read. You read that statement. They said to me, "It's until you show me the numbers, I'm not going to believe anything you say." Well, I mean, the thing about it is Microsoft is behind, and if I'm Microsoft and I'm, I'm the PR department of Microsoft, I have no reason to emphasize the fact that I'm behind. 
you know? I mean, if I'm ahead, then yeah, I want to shout that from the rooftops because that's good for my business. But it does nothing for my business to say I'm behind the competition. It does absolutely nothing for Microsoft. So I completely understand why they wouldn't want to want to um, really display their numbers right now. Uh, they're doing better, and they highlight the things that really paint them in a good light, uh, the ones that are true, um, the, the, the doubling sales and whatnot. But they have no reason to say, hey, we're selling, you know, five-something million units unless uh, in certain situations maybe they're asked directly, they're in an interview, they figure it couldn't hurt, you know, they, they hit a milestone, something like that. Um, so, you know, if I'm Microsoft, there's no reason to go out there and, you know, say something that's not going to really paint my business really well. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. I, I'm sad that there is no PC exclusive game on there. I was hoping I'd see Divinity Original Sin on that list because it's it's been selling really well. Does that make you sad, Fraser? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really, because the thing is, PC gets like exclusives every single day, so Okay. I wonder if they if they count like Steam sales on there. <laughs> Now, now one second. Ben is shocked. Why is Ben shocked? Michael Pratcher was right about something. <laughs> what was he right? find this as some sort of new Christmas miracle. What was he right about? Oh, didn't he say that the PlayStation was going to outsell the Xbox in August? Oh. Well, I, well, I mean... <laughs> I know, I know, but we've got to give him this win. He's got to have at least one win. Well, I know anyone could have guessed this. Anyone with a brain could have guessed this, but we're going to be nice and give him a win because the poor bugger needs it. Well, let me make another prediction. Um, I predict that through the um, next month for sure, um, for this month, when the when the numbers come out for this month, PS4 will still be ahead. Um, that's an easy one because of Destiny. However, I predict that through the holidays, it will continue to be that way. Um, partly because of Destiny, partly because of the other games that are going to be coming out through the holidays. Um, so I believe that the PS4 is going to be um, ahead of the Xbox One in sales month, uh, month to month throughout the holidays. Um, I don't know about 2015. We'll see. I, I, I shall predict that the Sonys will help sell the, the Microsofts. <laughs> yep, the Vita that's what's will, happening. Won't that will lose to the 3ds the, the you're you're you must be a mind reader i don't know i don't i, I don't believe future. you i don't the believe future. you i don't believe you i don't believe you but at all. it will be interesting to see if destiny remains number one when smash brothers comes out on the 3ds next month i'm gonna say yeah i actually think that we might outsell the playstation in, in the month the PlayStation smash 4 on yeah. in november i can yeah. see it easily yeah, I can see that happening I don't know. I don't uh, buy it. Sony can easily say it's still the next-gen best-seller because technically a lot of people don't count the Wii U as next-gen anymore. I, I think that... Hardware is close to the PS3 and 360, so it's kind of like mid-gen. I, don't, I, I think that the PS4 is going to hold. I think it's, I think it's still going to sell. So I think the Wii U will definitely outsell the Xbox One. I think the Wii U will get a number two. I don't think it'll take that number one spot. Um, just because, of, um, in part, the... Excuse me. Super Smash Brothers is out on the 3DS, so a lot of people are going to be playing it on 3DS. Um, also, in part because you're in order to play that, a lot of people are are waiting for a game like Super Smash Brothers to come out um, to buy a Wii U, which is why I think their sales are going to have a, a nice big jump. But I don't think it's going to take that one that number one spot. 
I'd like to see the how lopsided the sales and the hardware are going to be in Japan. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, it's it's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, PS4 is not lighting a lot of fires there, but uh, Xbox Xbox um, did sell something like 23,000 units over there in, in its first week, something like that. Um, so not not stellar, but not not as bad as I thought it would be. So we'll see. Um, so that's our NPD figures, and unless there's something else to say, that's episode 33 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Um, an hour and 27 minutes, right on the money. So, um, guys, tune in next week for episode 34. Thanks for listening, um, and thanks again to um, SZ Loke and Diggs, who let us use the identity song last week. They sent me a tweet after I posted that live. Um, th they, they told me that I could use the hell out of their song. And then I, I posted the tweet, I said thank you and all of that. I went and I told them, hey, the episode's live, check it out. And they said, oh, that's actually this guy's song. Um, so uh, I think that they're referring to Charles Zisler. Uh, let me find their tweet, I don't know where it is. Um, I don't know, I can't find it. But definitely, oh, there it is. Credit goes to at digs for life at D-I-G-S-4, number four, L-Y-F-E. Um, I'm thinking that that is Chad Zisler who is mentioned on the YouTube video, um, who is the, uh, excuse me, is the owner of the YouTube video. And their name is on YouTube, SZ Loke and Diggs. So thanks again to SZ Loke, S-E-L-O-C on Twitter, and Diggs for Life on Twitter for the Identity Song last week. If you know of any other artists who might like to have their music featured on this podcast, let them know and let me know. Uh, let us know at the RDGH on Twitter. Um, also leave us any reviews if you liked what you hear or if you didn't. Uh, we'll read your reviews online just wherever you leave them. Send us a tweet with a link. We'll give you a shout out and we'll read your review online whether it's good or bad. Um, please be kind. <laughs> um, ben, how can people contact you, sir? Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK or ben.shibberhall at psu.com. That is B-E-N dot S-H-I-L-L-A-B-E-R hyphen H-A-L-L at psu.com. Uh, you can also contact me at Chili on Neo Gaff. Um, so yeah, those are the ways. I think you have the longest name of anyone I know. Um, That's not even my whole name. I know. My, I, no, I, don't don't spell your whole name, please. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> I have to go soon. Um, I, I'd like I'd like to finish this before my birthday. Um, Fraser, how can people contact you, sir? Well, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's Fraz One on One Free Zeds. Because yes. And also it's Fraser.Miller at PSU.com. Also be sure to check out his YouTube channel, Smash Gaming 999 uh, He has all sorts of Let's Play videos and whatnot there, and some really cool theme music, which we've used before. Uh, so check that out on YouTube, Smash Gaming 999 First Impressions. And First Impressions. Uh, ben, uh, how can people contact you, sir? Uh, they might want to contact Gary instead. Gary, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> Gary... <laughs> How can people contact you, <laughs> Gary? <laughs> uh, in my head, I'm thinking KGB. I'm thinking KGB in my head, but then Ben comes out of my mouth. So, um, <laughs> go ahead, Gary. Wow. Uh, people can reach me on Twitter at Gaglaush. That's G A G L A U S H, or on my PSC email at Gary. That's G A R R I at PSU.com. And if you want to, you can reach me on Twitter at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N -N underscore or by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com. 
with that, we're wrapping up this episode. We will not see you next week because this is audio, not video. I'm looking right at you, Dane, when I say this. Um, <laughs> so, you can hear us it is. <laughs> so our amazing gamers, tune in next week for episode 34. Until then, we wish you a great week, great gaming, and don't be a racist.